0: Lock on. Lock on. Lock lock lock, lock on. Lock 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 on. lock lock
1: on. cowboy lock on cowboy. All right, everybody, welcome on in to the ultimate NFC East crossover podcast. We are getting close to football season, and as always, I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, joined by the other hosts of the three teams in the NFC East, Patricia Traina of Lockdown Giants, Chris Russell of the Washington Football Club at the moment, and of course, our very good friend, Marcus Mosier of Lockdown Cowboys. And Marcus, as much as it pains me, I, I know our fans. I'm probably going to get a few of them saying, "Why did not you talk about CD Lamb?" But I just can't stomach hmm. talking about how good that receiver room is. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball, real quick. <laughs> well, that's,
0: that's such something. a tease. I thought you were going to ask me a question about the receivers. <laughs> nope. I, this, I did this not. This want disappointing to
1: disappointing. Like, now, <laughs> I did not want to ask about it. I actually <laughs> wanted to ask because you have you have said something on this topic before with Leighton Vander Esch i'm genuinely i i want him in the division because he's so good what is going on with his health situation in regards to his neck and what do you see his long-term future being because i I think the nfc east when it's the best when you can beat the best opponents that's when it's fun and he's been a guy that has been giving the eagles fits and i just want to know what's going on with him and his future
0: yeah so you well first of all gino thanks for having us on Um, um but yeah, you, you tease this cowboy, this offense, and this <laughs> wide receiver core. And I'm getting all excited to talk about it. And then you have to be depressing and talk about our linebackers. So um, I, I will do my best to answer that question. Uh, so Van had uh, neck surgery this offseason. And whenever you're dealing with a neck, neck injury, everything is uncertain. Um, mm-hmm. Van says he's feeling the best he has since college. Uh, the cowboys expect him to be ready for training camp whenever that is uh, they expect him to be on the field but again it's a neck injury any one wrong hit or movement can basically put him out for the rest of the season and in fact uh, i can go go ahead and say this um, one more bad hit or one more surgery and the cowboys have basically been told that's it for van dersh's career uh, oh. so this is a scary thing for the cowboys but they are optimistic that Van Esch will be back on the field. Uh, he does, again, feel healthy. He dealt with a hip injury last year during training camp, so he was really never 100% at any point last year. Uh, but you're right. When Van Der Esch is 100% and right and healthy, he might just be one of the top three or four linebackers in the league, and the Cowboys really missed him last year. Um, they're excited about what he is going to look like in Mike Nolan's defense. Uh, their new defensive coordinator actually talked about how much the saints loved him in that 2018 draft. Uh, they decided to go a different direction uh, in, in Nolan's defense. There's a chance that Van Der Esch could get back to that all pro level, but his health is always going to be a concern from this point in his career on.
2: Hi, hey
1: Marcus. It's uh, Chris Russell. locked watch on uh, Washington here. I guess being on the defensive side of the ball. I'm curious. You know they spent a lot of money on on Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, maybe it cost them. You know, with all their other big contracts, Byron Jones, but Jim Tom Sula, who was in Washington the last couple of years with the defensive line, hops over to to Dallas. You mentioned Mike Nolan. How do you see kind of that that front four of the defense? Um, how do you kind of see the front four of the defense and, and that front line in terms of getting the quarterbacks out to run all those things? kind of improving, staying the same, getting better. How how do you kind of look at that whole uh, area?
0: Yeah. I mean, basically Dallas has done a complete uh, redo of their defensive line. The only guy that's going to be back from, as from a starter is DeMarcus Lawrence on that left side. Uh, Just a quick side note on DeMarcus Lawrence. I know he had five sacks last year. He's still one of the best defensive ends in football. According to ESPN's win rate, he won on about 26% of his pass rushes, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, he drew double teams like crazy, opening up Robert Quinn on that opposite side. Um, so while he did sign the big contract after the 2018 season and the sack numbers have dipped, he certainly hasn't dropped as a player at all. So don't worry about Demarcus Lawrence. You can be concerned about the rest of the defensive line because it's such an unknown. Uh, the Cowboys let go of Malik Collins uh, in free agency this year, they brought in Gerald McCoy. I think McCoy's probably an upgrade for the 2020 season. We'll see about beyond that. I mean, he's obviously an aging player. Uh, he's nowhere near the athlete that he was earlier in his career. But the Cowboys are hoping they can get one or two solid seasons out of him. Uh, they saw Don Terry Poe, who played with the Panthers last year as well. Uh, he was not particularly good in the run game for Carolina, but the Cowboys are hoping with Jim Tomsula uh, they can find uh, you know at the fountain of youth there for both Poe and McCoy. And then on that right side, it gets fascinating. Tyrone Crawford is coming back from an injury. He's more of this big jumbo defensive end that they play on that side. Uh, But the most fascinating name is Alden Smith, who the Cowboys brought out of retirement, who hadn't played since 2015. Alden Smith says he's in the best shape of his life. He's at 287 pounds right now. He says he's quicker now than he ever was at any stage of his career. Um, They they have a Dorrance Armstrong, who they drafted two years ago. He needs to really perform this year. Uh, Again, a lot of question marks on this defensive line. Uh, The the, the truth of the matter is the Cowboys are just hoping they can outscore everybody because this defense is probably going to struggle quite a bit, especially early on in the season.
2: Hey, Marcus, I want to stay on the defense for a minute here, and I want to ask you two questions, actually. The first one, you had a change in the defensive secondary, particularly at safety. Uh, Jeff Heath went to the Raiders, you signed Haha Clinton Dix to replace him. I just want to know uh, for question number one, what he brings to the table that maybe you lost with heat. And then the second question is, is I saw that Al Harris joined Mike hmm. Nolan's uh coaching staff, you know. And and I know when I spoke about the uh the Giants and, and the importance of having a former player um as a coach and, and what that can bring, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the addition of Al Harris as a coach.
0: Yeah, so three questions, no offensive questions. I get it. That's all right, you're picking on our weakness, but that's all right, that's all right. Um, The secondary is going to be fascinating. Uh, Let's start with Al Harris. Uh, This is somebody who Mike McCarthy knows really well from his days in Green Bay, Uh, really respected him uh, as a coach, kind of working his way up through the ranks. The Cowboys are really excited about the energy uh, that Al Harris brings, and he is, you know, if you remember him from his playing days with the Packers, one of the best press corners uh, that I've ever seen. Um, I think he's going to do a really good job with some of these young cornerbacks that the Cowboys have. Uh, in fact, they have a lot of corners that are similar to him on the roster with Trevon Diggs, who they drafted in the second round this year. Reggie Robinson is a 4th round corner uh, that they got from Tulsa this year. Uh, Darryl Worley is somebody they brought over from Oakland. A bunch of these long, lean, physical corners that maybe lack top-end speed but, they're, but are going to win at the line of scrimmage. So they're really excited about Al Harris. Um, compare that to Chris Richard, who was the passing game coordinator last year. They feel like Harris is way better with the technical parts of uh, cornerbacks and teaching those guys how to, uh, you know, how to move and how to match receivers. So they're excited about Harris. Um, as for the safeties, it, it's an interesting switch from Jeff Heath to uh, HaHa Clinton-Dix. I've been one that always thinks Jeff Heath has gotten too much blame throughout his career. Has, should he have been a starter? Probably not. Uh, but he was a lot of times forced into action and forced to play out of position. Um, So he got a lot of hate from Cowboys fans that I don't think he always deserved. As for ha ha Clinton Dix as a split safety or as a free safety, or as you know, that center fielder, I think he can be pretty good there. Uh, The problem is, is going to be in terms of run support. Uh, One of the worst tackling safeties in the league. Uh, The, the angles are rough for most of the time. The effort comes and goes, uh, but the Cowboys knew that coming in. They're going to use him, again in a lot of split safety looks, trying to take the ball away. This is a team that has really struggled with turnovers uh, over the last five years. Uh, one of the worst teams in the league in terms of getting interceptions. Ha Ha Clinton Dix does have a knack for finding the football. I think he's going to. I think he's going to do well again in that. You know, in a lot of the cover two, cover three looks. Uh, having a true free safety there will also allow. Xavier Woods to play down in the box uh, near the line of scrimmage, allow him to blitz some more, uh, which certainly should help him out. Um, But it's going to be fascinating to see what Ha Ha Clinton Dix can do. Uh, The team brought him in on a one year deal, and they're expecting him to be an upgrade over the likes of
1: Jeff Heath uh, and
0: some of the other guys the Cowboys had to play at that position last year.
1: All right, everybody, we will be right back with the NFC East Ultimate Crossover Podcast. With Gino Camilleri of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I will see you on the other half of this break.
0: Hey guys, Marcus Moser here from Lockdown Cowboys to tell you about RockAuto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box to let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome on back. I am Gino Camilleri of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, joined for the ultimate crossover the NFC East by Patricia Trina of Lockdown Giants, Chris Russell of the Washington Football Club, and once again, talking to Marcus Mosier. And Marcus, I teased the offense in the beginning, I teased wide receivers, so I'm going to ask you about Joe Looney. Okay. Is Joe Looney, in your opinion... Going to have an effect on the play of Dak Prescott because I always think that the center and quarterback cohesion is one of the most under talked about points of an offense, and how a very good center can take your team over the top. And seeing it here in Philadelphia with Jason Kelsey and what you had and Travis Frederick for the longest time, do you think that makes a huge impact in your way that the offense runs? with Dak and at the center position. And do you think that Tyler Biadas, who they drafted mm. out of Wisconsin, has a chance to play in the year 2020?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Gino. Um let's start with this. So Travis Frederick retired this offseason. Um yeah, he came back from missing the two, entire 2018 season came back, made the Pro Bowl as in 2019. Dirty little secret around the Cowboys was that Frederick did not play as well as maybe the accolades suggest. Um, He pretty clearly wasn't the same player that we saw in 2017. Um, But it's probably still going to be a drop off no matter who the Cowboys have at that position. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Looney was somebody who started in 2018 uh, the entire season. I think he gets a little bit too much credit for that season. I I don't think he was necessarily as good as what people wanted him to be, but I would say he's probably the the favorite to be the week one starter. Uh, Will it impact the offense? Probably some, I think more so in the run game than the passing game. Uh, You brought up Tyler Biotis, the fourth round pick from Wisconsin. I kind of think he's somebody that they're going to develop this year. He might not even be active on game days, but I think they're interested in him as a long-term option. Uh, there's two guys that we do need to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet. Connor Williams, who has started the last couple of years at left guard, who they drafted in the second round from Texas, and then Connor McGovern, who the Cowboys drafted in the third round of the 2019 draft from Penn State. The Cowboys had no intentions of drafting Connor McGovern at all in 2019. Center was not on their list of needs at all, but when they got to the third round, Connor McGovern's name was like a blinking light on their board. He was just so much better than everybody else who was available to them. Uh, So they drafted him. He got hurt pretty early into training camp. Uh, But the Cowboys are really excited about what he can potentially do. So look for him to compete with Joe Looney uh, for that starting spot. Connor Williams is somebody who the Cowboys also worked out at center at Texas's pro day. Um, So he could certainly factor in there as well. Again, you have you have basically two holes on this roster at left guard and center. You have four names between Looney, Williams, McGovern, and Biotish kind of fighting for that for those two spots. I think it's probably safe to say it's gonna be Connor Williams at left guard and Looney to start the season. But don't be surprised if those aren't the guys that finish the year for the Cowboys.
2: Hey, Marcus, it's uh, Patricia. I just wanted to ask you about the tight ends. You know, you guys finally uh, lost Jason Witten after he came back from retirement. Uh, Giant fans are absolutely thrilled by the way that he has gone because he's always been a thorn in in the Giants' side. Uh, Blake Jarwin, it looks like, is going to be, uh, I, I would guess, the, the incumbent going into training camp and what do you think they have in Blake Jarwin? I mean, he's kind of flashed, I think, uh, since he's been in the league, but can he, you know, step in and, I don't want to say fill uh, Witten's shoes because, because obviously nobody can fill Witten's shoes. He's a future hall of famer, but do you think they can get the same type of production or something on par from Jarwin as they did and how they used um, Witten?
0: This is a good question, Patricia. Um, You know, Jarwin is somebody who has been pretty inconsistent throughout his career in the NFL. However, whenever he seems to play the Giants, he seems like he's robbed Gronkowski in his prime. I know he's had back-to-back games of double-digit touchdowns against the Giants. So it's just kind of funny that you should mention that. Um, Cowboy fans are really excited uh, about Jarwin because he is basically the polar opposite of Jason Witten. He's not a strong blocker. He's not necessarily the most reliable tight end. He's not a great route runner, but what he does have is athleticism and the ability to make plays after the catch. And in Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy's offense, this is a team that's going to throw the ball down the field and they're going to stretch the seams and they're going to challenge defenses vertically. So getting somebody like Jarwin onto the field more could actually open up the offense quite a bit more than we've seen over the last couple of seasons, despite Jarwin being a lesser player than Jason Wynn. I think Cowboy fans are expecting him to reach the 600, 700 yard mark. I just want to kind of let them know that it's going to be shaky from time to time. He's not going to be the most consistent player down in and down out. There's going to be games where he looks like a star and there's going to be other games where he disappears. Um, But the Cowboys are really excited about Jarwin and his potential. They locked him up to a contract extension this off season They're preparing for him to to basically be this next star tight end in the league. Um, I'm a little dubious of the, of the targets that he's going to get and the consistency again from game in and game out. But I am looking forward to Jarwin uh, being a bigger part of the Cowboys offense this season.
1: Hey, Mark, it's, it's, uh, it's Chris Russell here from Lockdown, Washington. Um, so you mentioned McCarthy, and, and obviously they retain Kellen Moore, and I know some things have changed on the defensive side. I'm curious, without the traditional offseason, without the practices, uh, but yet a mostly veteran team and a team that we all thought was built to win and didn't win enough – uh, what do you think the the, the um, I guess the best thing that Mike McCarthy will bring to the table? Uh, what do you worry about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what will be I guess to the gen- you know to, to the generic fan the most noticeable impact and change probably in the offense? with McCarthy again, now as the head coach, as opposed to Jason Garrett.
0: Yeah. Let's start with that last question first in terms of what the offense is going to look like in terms of like their plays and the designs that'll look basically the same. They're going to let Kellen Moore design this offense and call plays. I think the biggest difference is going to be the sequencing of plays, right? Jason Garrett has been known to be somebody who runs the ball a lot on first down, especially earlier during his time as the Cowboys coach, they were a little bit more aggressive in the 2019 season, but um, a very conservative coach, especially on the road um, in, in big games, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to get into third manageable. I don't think that's, um, I don't think that's going to be the the thing here with Mike McCarthy. They're going to be a aggressive, throw the ball down the field, throw the ball all over the field uh, type of offense under McCarthy. And again, I think that's what, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys front office was excited about. This is somebody who um, I don't know whether he fully has embraced analytics or not, but his coaching style kind of plays into what the analytic community uh, has been preaching over the last couple of years, throw the ball on early downs, use a ton of play action, be aggressive on fourth down, even if it's in your own territory. I think that's where the Cowboys are going to be better this year as to where they could struggle without the traditional offseason. I don't think it's going to be on the offensive side as much. I think it's going to be on the defensive side, bringing in uh, a guy like Mike Nolan, who does run an aggressive defense that in itself is going to be a challenge, you know, trying to teach these guys all the different blitzes and stunts and all that kind of stuff. um, That's going to be a little bit of a problem. You're going to see a rusty and maybe a confused defense earlier in the year. And then to even make it more hectic, the Cowboys are going to be using more 3-4 looks this year, um, and it's something they haven't done you know, for six, seven years. So when you add on that with the shortened offseason with no mini camps and OTAs, um, it, it would not be surprising at all. This is one of the worst defenses in the league over the first eight or nine games. Again, the Cowboys are thinking they have a chance to, to survive due to their offense, due to their receivers and their offensive line and running game. They're just hoping by November, December, their defense can be average. And if it can get to that level, I do think the Cowboys have a really good chance in the NFC this year.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on yet another edition of the ultimate NFC East crossover podcast. I was your host, Gino Camilleri, joined by Patricia Trina of Lockdown Giants, Chris Russell of the Washington Football Club, and... Talking Cowboys, Marcus Mosier. So thank you, everybody, for joining us again.